Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here. It's the Fightful Wrestling Podcast for March 17th. That means we're here with Shane Helms, and we had some technical errors the first time we tried it. But we had a discussion about how Shane Helms doesn't necessarily always get himself in the middle of shit, but other people do. Either way, <laughs> you're sitting there, you've got your boots on, you're trudging through through the through the shit. See, the thing is, I'm friends with everybody. That's how I get involved in the shit, just because I'm friends with everybody. So I'm kind of just, I know everybody, and uh, so I just get tagged. You know, in real life terms, I get tagged in this shit. So I catch that shrapnel heat from time to time, but you can't hurt me, man. I'm I'm, inv- I'm the invincible kid vicious still to this day. I'll tell you what, man. In 10 years, when Rachel Maddow releases your 2005 tax returns and we see Rebby Hardy claimed you. There you go. It's gonna be some- there you go. Shit, it'll all come down on you. We got plenty to talk about. Shane's got some projects. Of course, we, we've got last week's impact. Now, we're, we're filming this on Wednesday, so I won't be talking about this week's impact. I'll be talking about last week's because a lot of stuff happened. A lot of stuff people liked, didn't like, uh, criticized, some things that Shane was outspoken on uh, as he watched the show. But, Shane, I noticed that you're doing some work with Mike Kingston, who I will be interviewing pretty soon. Yeah, Mike Kingston is the creator and entrepreneur behind the Headlocked comic. It's a comic book about wrestling. Uh, And, you know, I've talked about this before, both uh, in public and with Mike, how I was skeptical at first about the project because I was like, what what did this guy really know about wrestling? But it turns out, man, this dude has done a ton of research. He's great friends with Jerry Lawler and a lot of other people in the business. And um, so he really knows his stuff. And it's, he's writing about, you know, about the world of pro wrestling, you know, from different angles, uh, you know, <laughs> wrestling angles, but from different angles, different stories and stuff like that. So uh, I got a chance to write a little short story for him and we turned it into a motion comic 
Uh, I posted it up on Twitter today. Um, so go to my timeline if you can find it, because I know I tweet a lot about random shit. But uh, it's on my it's on my Twitter, it's on my Facebook. You can't really put links on Instagram too well, but if I did, I would. So, uh, but yeah, find it. It's a really good little uh, five minute short short five minute little story. So, I was very proud of it. What'd you think about it? I liked it, and uh, of course, we're gonna have that up on Fightful.com by the time that you all read this. It'll be under our videos section. Kingston's worked with a lot of guys. Like it's not just you, Booker T, RVD, Tony Atlas, John Morrison, uh, Ken Anderson. I know Christopher Daniels. I talked to him about headlocked once. Sam Shaw, AJ Styles, I think, and Kazarian. Yeah, so yeah, there there are a lot, a lot of, of names getting involved. Yeah, a lot of guys, and some guys do do short stories, much like much like I've done. Mike writes the the meat of the book, uh, but he also adds these little short stories to it. Um, but, but I'll be honest, mine's, mine's the best of all the, uh, of all the guest star writers, mine's the best, you know? So this, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with the, basically the motion comic thing, but I like the idea of it where basically you, you kind of watch or listen to a comic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, it's not like fully animated as, as you would see any, uh, regular cartoon, you know, just, uh, it kind of takes steals from the, uh, from the book and just put a little added something to it, you know, just a little special effect action, uh, CGI action. I don't know if CGI applies, but you know, something like that, just to spice it up a little bit. So you're not just looking at stills and I'm, I'm very proud of it. I'm happy with the way it turned out. It's crazy how technology has enabled this type of stuff. Oh yeah, no doubt. Could you, it would have cost them a hundred thousand dollars to do that, uh, you know, 15 years ago. Right. Like, I mean, you think about how long it used to take for them to create, like, an episode of South Park or The Simpsons. Matt Parker, and, or whatever the hell the names are, Matt Stone, Trey Parker, it used to take them, like, days and days, maybe even weeks, to do little cardboard cutouts of construction paper and move them frame by frame. Now they barely get their episodes off in time because they're like, oh, let's wait till two or three days before before we even start animating. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's crazy. It's crazy. Hey, Chet, have you noticed the shirt, though? I know we always talk about the T-shirt. Uh -oh. Check this one out. Was it Roman Reigns shirt? What is it? It's the North Carolina flag on the Millennium Falcon, or as Karen calls it, uh, the Enterprise from Star Trek. Well, I, I'm in full North Carolina. All of it can eat a fat one right now because it's NCAA tournament time. Yeah, we're going to put a fat one oh. right up y'all's Kentucky ass. Speaking of, guess who Kentucky plays Friday night? Jim Nielsen's own Northern Kentucky University. The man who talks more trash about UK than anybody. I can't wait to just devour those tears. <laughs> but what are you going to do if it's the other way? What are you going to do if the shoe is on the other foot and that other foot goes up y'all's Kentucky ass? Then what are you going to do, Sean Sapp, if that is your real name? Well, my real name is Sean Ross Sapp. But... Nobody cares about your real name, man. Nobody. Everybody Nobody cares, cares about, about Ross. Everybody you, does because watch, I, I, I didn't you watch Friends. Nobody cared about Ross. Ross didn't even care about Ross. Jennifer Aniston did for a while. That's good enough for me. That works. I tell yeah, you that. that does work. Jim Nielsen coming for you. We had Impact last week. It was the first of a new regime. There were a lot of things that happened on this show. A ton of things happened on this show. The first thing I saw that you kind of uh, addressed was. WWE was mentioned several times. Yeah. What, the, the first two, I got to say, I actually liked uh, the, the Jeremy Borash, Josh Matthews segment. 
Josh Matthews would be absolutely money as a heel announcer, or not a heel announcer. I don't think he, I don't like him as a heel announcer. As a heel manager, good God. He, he's coming for your spot, Shane. He can have it. He can have it. I thought that uh, he was really good. I did notice one thing that made me laugh, though. Josh, after, after, being, after talking about running a men's fashion blog, Josh Matthews puts his feet up on the table, and I noticed holes in his shoes. What, Josh! Yep. What are you doing, uh, Josh? Well, I'm going to have to go back and watch that now. If there are indeed holes in these shoes and not just holes in your television, I'm going to have to call him out on that personally. Can you see it on the show? Well, obviously you saw it on the show. You didn't see it live. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe maybe live there maybe this, this summer, though. <laughs> okay, so Jeremy Borash is a part of the commentary team. I really like this move. Uh, why do you think that was that was made? Uh, just to add, add a, Josh? a little bit more, uh, you know, just add something there. You know, Josh actually gets a lot of heat from that crowd, from that uh, Impact Zone crowd. He's uh, generated a lot of heat online, you know, with his with his assertion that he is the greatest, uh, you know, commentator of all time. So, uh, you know, it's, it's doing good. It's translating well. Uh, people genuinely hate him. So, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's fun to capitalize on that, you know. I've I've said it a couple of times backstage that we should capitalize on it because people hate him more than they hate anybody on the roster. Um, and so, you know, when you got a commentator like that, why it doesn't work for the most, most of the time is because there's no payoff. You know, like when Michael Cole, it was not in the ring and doing anything. It was going to be garbage. He'll tell you he's not going to get in, in the ring and have a good performance of, of any kind. Um, you know, if something leads to that, to like some kind of in-ring altercation, you know, Josh has got some, some good training behind him. He wasn't a bad little professional wrestler back in the day. So uh, there is opportunity for a payoff to come. I'm not sure exactly where this story is going, but I, I like the idea that there's a payoff in hand instead of, you know, we there are a lot of personalities in wrestling over the last decade that go out there and generate heat, but there's no payoff because they can't do anything in the ring. You know, you look how great Paul Heyman is on the mic, but, Okay, he's going to get heat for somebody else, but where's the payoff going to be for him talking all that shit? You know, it's going to be very minimal. Same thing with Vicky Guerrero. Same thing, you know, uh, with Josh. Matt- we're well, not Josh Matthews uh, right now because I'm hoping that there is going to be a payoff. But anytime you got somebody in that Maldi uh, situation, you know, what's the payoff going to be? They can't just get away with it, you know, because to me that's not realistic. At some point, when somebody's talking shit, you got to go beat their ass. You know that that that's how things happen in the real world. And that's how they happen in the world of pro wrestling, or at least they should. Yeah, that was one of my assertions of this situation. Like, people sometimes forget Josh is a trained wrestler. I mean, Tough Enough was a long time ago. and But, I mean, he even got in the ring shortly after that. He was involved in a little thing with Booker T, JBL, and Orlando Jordan and SmackDown back on the day. So I, I yeah. definitely like that idea. And you, like you said, the crowd was hot for it. The crowd yeah, was yeah. – they were like, you think you're the best and all this? They yeah, were yeah, out. I, I like it. We were laughing backstage. You know, Jeremy Borash was going off, so that was really good. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure some of that comes from a place of uh, Jeremy's wanted to say some of those things for a long time. So, uh, you know, it's fun to capitalize on some of that real emotion too. There were some people that criticized maybe the work shoot area of it, but this felt real enough to me without – like being ridiculous. I liked it. I liked their initial segment. Now I didn't necessarily like it throughout the show, 
but I thought the Pope was actually very funny and like coming between them. I think he's very, very underrated as a color commentator personally. Uh, yeah, like think- like little nuances, little nuances he adds. Like when in the exhibition match, when he says this ring is really beneficial to these guys because of the tighter ropes. It's little things like that that a color guy adds that you don't know or that somebody doesn't know. That's where I think he stands apart. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think I tweeted he looked like he was uh, in a scene of the movie Get Out in between uh, Borash <laughs> and uh, Josh Matthews in there yelling at each other. Looked a little uncomfortable, but it was funny. Yeah, go, guys, go back and watch Pope's reaction when Josh Matthews pretended not to know who Gordon Soley was. That was a good one. Cody Rhodes's mic work in Impact Wrestling has been awesome. I've loved him as a heel. Man, that's been so good. I can't wait for Moose to kick his ass. Yeah, imagine that. So you want the, you want the baby face to kick the heel's ass. Imagine that. Wow. What, so what, a strange, what a strange concept. He's so good at it because, like, when he's on the screen, I'm like, yes, Cody Rhodes is on screen. Can't wait to see Moose spear him. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to how this all plays out, too. Why is Eddie Kingston wrestling that damn suit? Uh, just, it's not, I'm sure it's not his decision. It's uh, <laughs> kind of what they're doing with the DCC. He, he'd rather much be, he would much rather be in some of the stuff he wore in the Indies and, uh, I actually had a talk with him about updating that look a little bit. He's kind of going with the with the pants, kind of the Hashimoto uh, baggy, uh, uh, you know, tight pants. You know, he's a big fan of Japanese wrestling, uh, so that, that's what he's going for there. Trying to you know incorporate some of that into the DCC uh, storyline as well. So, um, yeah, I, I would hate to have to wrestle in a suit. What kind of on it supplements you think Reno Scum are taking? On it supplements, uh, I don't know, Alpha Brain, all of them. Yeah, all of them. I like their finish. The uh, yeah, I ain't never like taking stomp. that. I ain't never taking that shit. I can promise you that. So they were on on TV with a different set of tag belts. What do you know? What the thought process was in that? Well, it's it's implementing something. I've kind of, I've been pushing for ever since I've been, and I know we talked about it before on here. You know, just why do we have to ignore every other wrestling company out there? Why does it have to be these rules that pro wrestling has put in place for itself? We don't have to do that. You know, just and I, this just came up on my time hop gimmick. Uh, if you know what time hop is, I'm pretty sure a lot of yes. people do. Uh, something I tweeted over a year ago is like, imagine a wrestling show that didn't talk about just one company. Imagine a wrestling show about. I mean, if you watch SPN and they only talked about one sport and then inside that sport, they only talked about one team, it would be nowhere near as interesting. And I, I mean, like a show like Sports Center, you know, Sports Center is interesting because it talks about everything. And so and I know that it, that weirds people out a little bit. I was like, oh, they're talking about WWE too much. You're like, is, how do you ignore WWE when you're in the world of professional wrestling? That's just nonsensical to me. Uh, and, and it's not realistic. So when you got these guys and they're, you know, the tag team champions, as long as it's a good, reputable company, I don't see any problem with bringing them out there and letting them have their belts, you know. Um, I would love to have, you know, uh, companies like PWG and all these other companies be represented by on, on our show and not just to put over whatever. I mean, the product is the show. It isn't just you know, whatever letters come before the wrestling company, you know, I don't think it has to be like that. So, um, 
it's an experimentation, you know, trial and error to see what goes on. But I think it, I think it adds something. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's cool to me. You don't see things like that in like MMA or fighting, you know, like if some guy yeah. you know, is a boxing champion for WBC, but he happens to be the champion of, of the WBA, they don't just ignore that shit. They yeah. highlight it. We're, they talk about it. We're about to see even more of that now because apparently WME, IMG, who own UFC, want their announcers to be more straightforward announcers as opposed to like pay-per-view shills. So that that's going to be something that we see more of. Plus, I mean, they got television rights deals coming up next year. Who knows? Maybe Fox doesn't get them back. Maybe ESPN gets them. Who knows where, where shoot announcing will be in the future. Braxton Sutter and Allie are a joy to watch. They are – that angle, it worked because every time I see them, I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, that, was, that, 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 that waiting thing was, was still my favorite waiting of all time. So uh, it's really good that it's working out, and uh, they both seem to have elevated, you know, came out better for for that story, and so did um, Lauren Van Ness. Laurel you or Lauren. Don't understand how excited I am to see drunk drunk Laurel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is that the uh, is that your fantasy? Is that your female fantasy? Just a broken <laughs> spirit of a woman. Right, right up there is the right up there is my fantasy, sir. I'm pretty sure right. she'll this will be the one show she decides to watch if I don't say that. So Oh look at you. Look at you. You're softy. Caleb Conley loses. Caleb Conley loses. Hopefully he doesn't get Suicidal over it. That uh, that was a full way right? So didn't three yes. guys lose? It wasn't just the one guy. Yeah, sure. Or does just the one this guy is, lose? How, how does that how does that go down in the record books? If you're in one of these multi-person matches, but you're not the one that gets pinned. That, that shouldn't be an L because you're not the one that lost, but you didn't really win either. So I got one for go you. Down? I got one for you. So by the uh, way, I got that WWE rule book. Thank God it's tax deductible because it was fucking garbage, by the way. But uh, we talked about – it was funny because I had people saying, WWE stole your idea. I'm like, shit, you think they can put out a book in the month and a half since me and Wait Shane minute, did you that bought, show? You bought the book? Yeah, it's a tax deduction, man. So what made you think that was going to be a good book? How could anybody think – why did you give a I had to read it for work. Oh, my God. I'm doing a show oh, on this. Thing. Well, it was. I it's see, not worth I doing. I want to see your tax returns. If that's a deduction, I want to see your tax returns. It is a tax. Re- it is tax deductible. I can't help it. Hey, you buy it. It's tax deductible for you too. Anyway, say there's a fatal four way tag or okay, not fatal four way. There's a triple threat tag match on uh, WrestleMania on the Raw side of things, right? There are no DQs in a triple threat tag match or a triple threat match. Why the fuck are people tagging in and out? Because, see, we've addressed this. We talked about this on this show, and we've solved this problem on Impact. And by we, I mean my ass. Because I, that's when I came up with, why don't we just eject them? You don't. Yeah. You can't disqualify them because then somebody has to be a winner. So we started ejecting people out of these multi-person matches. And that way you can... Uh, if somebody's out there breaking the rules, now to your point though, if you said there's no rules whatsoever in a tag match, yeah, all hell should just break loose. Why are they yeah. out there doing it? Yeah. I wanted to ask you about the Sienna match. Rachel Sienna. Ellen got in a lot of offense. Mm-hmm. She was like shaking off Sienna's punches, stuff like that. Is how did you feel about that? 
Uh, and it, it showing for you know she is a like you know credited power lifter and in wrestling if you're strong punches just don't affect you like they would affect a regular person um so which we know isn't true in the case of uh floyd mayweather punching big show's nose off you know just because That's you're true. big doesn't mean punches don't affect you but um well that is one of the greatest boxers of all time as well for being fair yeah, but you. But the thing is, that was that whole deal. You see him wrestling all the time. You see a big guy get hit, and he's got this really weak ass cell. Like he just throws his arms back, like almost all big guys do it. And you know, especially in the in the beginning part of their career, like I can't sell for a little man here. It's like, yeah, fuck, I will yeah. punch you right in the damn face. Let's see what happens. Um, I, I didn't think I didn't think that match was bad. It, you know, I could go back and watch it again. Uh, no, no, it didn't stand out to me. The punches didn't bother me enough. I'm guessing it bothered. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you, you thought Sienna should have been whooping our ass? I mean, that's just me from an outsider. I'm not running the damn show. Well, if I know you're not running the show, you ain't got to tell me shit that I already know. I was just asking you. That bothered no, you I, that I thought she that, wasn't selling the punches? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, Sienna's like a big fucking monster. Like, she's running, literally running into people and killing them. Well, not killing yeah, them, literally. That's, that's, mean, that's mean to say. How do you feel about a fatal full way and nobody dies? Is that false advertising? That's true. That's very, that's very true. Uh, what, what if These there's a the triple threat and everybody's just nice to each other and there's no actual threatening in the match? I don't like it. It sounds terrible. Bruce Pritchard comes out and uh, he puts over his podcast. He talks about uh, some of the, the angles that he was a part of. Brings out Bobby Lashley. Alberto El Patron then follows. There looked like there was some sort of editing error here because it, it clipped and you couldn't really hear a reaction to Alberto El Patron. Yeah, I think that it was uh, they had Alberto Del Patron on the screen. Yeah, like somebody that was in the uh, screen had a, had a you know, and that's you know you always got people in these positions and it would be helpful if they actually watched wrestling, but you know that's not always the case, you know and. Uh, that's not a knock on anybody. You know, there are people that work in the music industry that don't like whatever type of music they happen to be working for, you know, at concert events and shit like that. So uh, it was something that slipped through the crack and we had to edit it out. And 
And that soundstage, and I've said this a million times, and I brought it up to them a million times, like that crowd is so much louder than it is than what comes off on the TV. And I don't know how to fix that because it's not my area. All I can do is keep mentioning it to them. But it's a soundstage. How in the hell is it, the sound not being picked up? You know, we're on yeah. uh, keeping it keeping it a hundred with Conan this week. You know, disco disco uh, was mentioning like it's got to be an easy fix. You know, it's got in this you know day and age, it's got to be an easy fix. And I kind of feel like that a little bit. But at the same time, if it was that easy, it would be fixed. But it's not. You know, it's not like anybody on our show wants to drown the crowd out. But something in the voiceovers when they add the commentary at the end, you know, I, I don't know what's going on. But, uh, you know, that crowd – and there are times, no doubt, I'm not trying to say they're always loud. You know, don't, don't get me wrong. There, there are times when they're exhausted and they're not into whatever they're watching. But the times when they are involved and they're loud as shit, it doesn't come off on uh, our televised uh, product as well as it's happening live. How'd you think Bruce did? It's been a while since he's been in the ring in front of a camera. I think that showed a little bit, but ultimately, ultimately right now, that guy's one of the most over guys in wrestling. I don't know if he's one of the most over guys in wrestling, but uh, he, he did really well. I mean, he's a great talker. He's always been a good talker. Anybody that – definitely one of the most over guys in wrestling podcast at, at the moment. If, if that's well, what I mean, that's that's what they're trying to grab is some of some of his viewers. Yeah, yeah. Um some of his listeners. Um, So, yeah, without a doubt, you know, he's never had a problem, you know, uh, with the gift of gab department, so to speak. So uh, that's where he shines at. You know, he's a very creative person. He, you know, it's always good to have people that have have been there. Just in case you suggest something and they're like, well, we actually tried that back in Houston in 19, you know, uh, 02 and it didn't work, you know, and that doesn't mean it won't work today, but at least you have, uh, you know, a little bit more information to go by. So, I look forward to working with Bruce. You mentioned that. What What do you think the policy is? Like, is there a statue of limitations on using old angles, perhaps? Because, you know, everybody remembers and loves the Attitude Era. That was like, a lot of that was 20 years ago. A lot of kids have no idea what the Attitude Era even was. I, I don't think there's anything wrong in kind of retelling a story as long as you add something new to the mix, you know, uh, I mean, we've told the David and Goliath story a gazillion times. That doesn't mean that we should never tell it again, but you got to switch it up a little bit, add a, add a modern day flavor to things, you know? So, uh, I mean, uh, the good guy versus bad guy is the oldest story in, in time, you know, and we can't get away from that. We're going to be telling the, those types of stories. So um, I don't know if you have to go back and copy it 100% detail for detail, you know, but it's like a good movie remake, and there have been a couple of good movie re- remakes. You know, the the latest Star Trek, that Wrath of Khan remake. You know, where they just switched up quite a quite a few things. And the Wrath of Khan is one of my favorite movies of all time. But that remake was spectacular. You know, it's the same story. They just added some new twists and new uh, you know new elements to it. So I don't think there's a statute of limitations on it. But you don't want to do it like the very next week or anything. Some story you told just the yeah. week before. Just a little, give it a little breathing room, you know. And sometimes what's old is new again. And sometimes what's old needs to fucking stay old. The end of this segment featured Bobby Lashley, Alberto El Patron, and EC3, like all face-to-face. This felt really, really good. I mean, you got a really protected guy in EC3. You got the champion in Lashley. You have a proven commodity in Alberto El Patron. And they're all ready to go at it. This is... This was a this was a cool little segment. I liked well not little segment. It was a cool big segment. Yeah. 
I mean, you got you got you got a lot of big stars out there, and those guys are stars. You know, regardless of how you view uh, the company or what company they used to work for or the company they work for now, those guys are big stars and uh, and they're top talents too. I mean, all three of those guys can get in there and and rock and roll. So, uh, yeah, I, I was a big fan of that segment. Dutch Mantel came out shortly after. Now, there's plenty to talk about in this. He teased that his name. They see him rolling, creating. They used to name so, him Dirty. Somebody, so somebody asked me, why is he running the Zeb Coulter gimmick? I'm like, it's not a fucking gimmick. He uses the chair. But uh, he teases that his name was Zeb Coulter. He says it. And then he names off several TNA alumni that had left before impact and he he criticizes the lack of leadership and vision in in the previous regime and he says <laughs> this is actually very very funny he says but then somebody left we never thought would and a fan in the crowd screams ec3 like 10 minutes after ec3 was on the screen <laughs> like ec3 just left right uh, so i did think that was funny Dutch went on to say that he worked for the fans, and with their help, they would make Impact great again. Now, that was another thing. It seemed like there was an unusual amount of Donald Trump ass kissing on this show. Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan of that. And I think I thought, they yeah, took I thought, off the again part to make Impact great. Uh, you know, um, it's one of those things. Uh, I'm not a fan of taking somebody else's catchphrase. You know it's not creative to me to just use somebody else's shit. And, you know, I mean, the, the problem with impact was never in the locker room, you know, it wasn't. And I don't think that that's what, you know, what Bruce and Dutch and the way, I don't think that's what they meant to say in, in some of the things that they were saying, but that is the way it came off to, to some of the guys, you know, and I know that for certain, cause I was back there and I heard, I heard some things, but, um, the problem well, with what Jeremy is, said at the beginning kind of alluded to that too. So this was like the third time we were kind yeah. of hearing this. Yeah, and I think in repetition you kind of got this like, well, you know, we need we need to, you know, we've done a lot of good things in the last couple of years too. You know, it, it isn't like that it's being garbage. You know, just nobody in that locker room can control any decision making, uh, you know, any decisions that were made by the, the ownerships of the company. You know, so. Uh, and and that's what Dutch meant when he meant regime. He meant like the people, you know, behind behind the scene, not the locker room. But I don't think they really emphasize that enough, you know, because it yeah. wasn't the guys. There's been guys out there and girls out there killing it and doing really good stuff. Just you know, the coaches and, and, and the uh, you know the uh, the team owners were making dumbass decisions. There was nothing we could do about that. So, uh, so I, I understand like some of the guys uh, being being uh, kind of weirded out by that, but at the same time, I don't think it was really meant meant like that. You know, it came from a good place talking about, you know, that TNA impact has done some really cool shit, you know, in wrestling, you know, no matter what, if you look through been some real moments and some really great matches. And there's been a lot of great talent to go in and out the door, you know, so it can't be just doom and gloom all the time. So they were kind of like trying to focus on, you know, some of the good things that have happened and, uh, I can see the interpretation, uh, like I said, of some of the guys being a little weird, but uh, I don't think it was meant that way. I think they just want to focus on the positives and keep everything going in a positive motion and in a positive spin on it, you know. I thought last year Impact Wrestling was 
probably the second best wrestling show outside of SmackDown Live. And if you're talking January 1st to December 31st, it may have been right up there because the first half of the year, SmackDown was a pointless show. I thought it was. I yeah. thought Impact was better than ROH. I thought it was better than Raw. I thought it was better than Lucha Underground. And everything on the New Japan show I had already seen before, so I didn't really need to watch that. But yeah, as I mentioned, the Donald Trump thing, whether you're a Donald Trump fan or not, like I, I wouldn't have done this with Barack Obama, with George Bush, with Bill Clinton, anybody to possibly divide your audience because we saw the the Lashley thing. And for him as a heel, maybe it works because some people will either care about him. But then you had like the Sienna bringing up the fake news thing and this. It just felt like felt a little egregious. I also wanted to bring up that opening video for Impact. Man, that kicked ass. That was really good. Yeah, that was really well, well done. I like that guy in the green jacket that popped up a couple of times. He looked pretty cool. But that, that video, too, was good. It's back to like what I was saying. There's been some really cool things like that, man. And it's real easy to forget because some fans get so caught up in the, the dirt sheet aspect of the business and what goes on behind closed doors that they forget about a lot of the good that's happened you know, that TNA has brought to the table and uh, you know, what impact is going to bring to the table now. So, I mean, that video is really cool. I like that a lot. So apparently Eli Drake took exception to these repeated segments. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, it was just like what I just said. He wasn't happy with the, with the uh, you know, the kind of unspoken um, that, it was good back in the day. hasn't been good for the last couple of years, and now these guys are going to make it good again. That's the, you know, it, it, So I understand his interpretation. Like I said, I don't think it was meant that way, not completely. Maybe a little bit of it was. But keep in mind, the guys that are in charge now were in charge a couple of years ago. So they want, you know, they want it to be that – or maybe they want it to be that, hey, it was good when we were here before, so we're going to make it good again. So – I understand. I see. I see both sides of it. You know, just uh, maybe it'll turn into something. I don't know. I think Eli should use that. Maybe should go kick. Maybe should kick somebody's ass and uh, develop an edge because of it. So who knows? Yeah, nothing wrong with that at all. The Hardys have been written off. <laughs> they got lost they in got space teleported. and time. Yeah, they got lost in space and time. Who knows where they show up? The Event Horizon. So I got to ask you the cease and desist thing, your feelings yeah. on that. Uh, Matt's not happy. He's livid. I can say that. Matt is livid. Is he livid? He's livid. Are you sure he's livid? Yeah, I'm positive he's livid. You think you have a better grasp of how Matt Hardy feels than I do? I think I have a pretty good grasp that Matt is livid. We'll, we'll see. Uh, and it, I and think it's nothing in comparison to Rebby, and I don't have any grasp of, of, now, Rebby, but I, Rebby you is don't always living. All you gotta do is go to her Twitter. Rebby is always living. She's, she's, you know, if, uh, you know, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being when you're about to go nuclear, she walks around about a six or seven anyway. You know, it don't take much to set that girl off. So, uh, it was some funny, I think her tweets were funny, man. You know, I'm, I'm laughing at that shit. You know, it's, uh, I, there's a, still a big kid in me that even when my buddies are fighting, I got to watch and laugh, you know? Uh, yeah. I, I like, I like impact company. You know, they've never done anything wrong to me, but you know, Matt and Jeff are two of my closest friends in life. And, you know, Rebby's, you know, me and Rebby are, uh, you know, we're tight too. Um, I, I try to stay on her good side so I don't get cut. Uh, so, you know, it's one of those things I, I kind of in the middle, you know, catching that shrapnel heat, but I'm gonna laugh at shit like that. You know, it's going to, it's going to entertain me. And, uh, uh, 
I don't know exactly what is going on in the, the legality of things, but um, I hope it kind of just gets squashed and, go, and goes away. You know, so that's what I'm hoping for. I don't think, and I'm not sure what it's doing for us as a company to be doing that. I don't know. I don't know what the end game is or what the end goal is uh, to do anything. You know, I think Matt and Jeff worked their ass off. You know, I know for a fact they worked their ass off at Impact, and you know, deserve the benefit of the doubt uh, going forward. And I'm sure some will say that I might be a little biased in that. Maybe I am. I really don't give a shit. But I know what I saw with my own eyes, and I know like with those total nonstop deletion, like especially that last one, that there were so many people involved in that project that just went out of their way to do things that are not, you know, that they're not contractually obligated to do. They're not even in their job description to make things work. You know, a lot of people work their ass off to make, to make that thing happen. And, and nobody worked harder than man Jeff, you know, so uh, I don't want anything to be taken from them. I want them to get all the credit in the world for that. And I just kind of wish things were a little bit more amicable and, uh, you know, this is like a bad breakup. You know, when you got to say, say one of your buddies is dating a female that you like and then they have a bad breakup and you're like, God, can't y'all just get fucking get along? You know, just just we're, like with the kids and the parents are divorced. You know, that's what I feel like. <laughs> not not quite that powerful, but it's, it's very similar. I just kind of wish it would be, you know, squashed and everybody move, go on, you know, about the business. Also, Rebby is now selling fuck that owl shirts. Yeah, that owl is on the endangered species list, and uh, don't be surprised if Peter shows up at her door. If it was Halloween, I would fucking put on an owl costume and just go knock on the door right now. If the Hardys end up in WWE, and Rebby ends up there, and they don't do something involving an owl and the New Day repeat, saying who over and over again, that's a missed opportunity. Also, Ring of Honor giving Boy, her a microphone bring- for 10 minutes was a missed opportunity. Or they can bring in who Morris. So oh, man. Or just Jim the Anvil Neidhart. There you go. To play who? People are going to have to go deep for that one. They will. They will. Yeah, it's, it's. I'm sure it's an awkward situation for you. I mean, ultimately, you don't want one friend to stab the other one with a fork. But really, if that's going to happen, what can you do? And I, I, I don't envy that position. I definitely don't. But. What did you think of how they handled writing the Hardys off the of TV? Because there were only so much they there's only so much they could do. I thought it was good, man, because it still played into the craziness of the broken universe. It wasn't that they, you know, with uh, with say like with Maria, you know, she just wasn't there anymore, and she's got like a, a you know, whatever she broke down mentally or some shit, whatever they said. I can't remember exactly what they said. You know, um, they didn't they didn't just do that. They would. You know, they got lost in the teleportation equipment or, you know, whatever. So it kind of played into, into the, the craziness of the broken universe and, uh, and, and kind of put it over. So I, I did, I'm not opposed to that at all. I thought that was the best way to go about it. And I feel good about that. I was like, okay, you know, they're not just saying, hey, they're not here anymore. You know, there was a creative way to spin it. And uh, I, I thought that was cool on both sides. So that kind of that kind of gave me some hope that everything's going to be okay. Now, it really looks like they're they're going to hitch their wagon to the El Patron Lashley EC3 thing. I think that's – personally, like I said, from an outsider, I think it's a good move. you got three guys who are stars. Yeah, no doubt. So uh, that that'll be good, you know, and, and I think there's a lot of different ways that they could go with that story. And when something's open-ended and unpredictable, you know, that's always, to me, that's always the, the, the route to go. 
Now I got to ask you a question, Shane. Why didn't you tell us you were going to be on Raw this week? What was that? Why didn't you tell us you were going to be on Raw this week? And why didn't you tell us that you were actually Sean Davari's younger brother? Here it is for you viewers that can see it. That's that Sensible Portions meal. That's Shane Helms right there. You can't tell me any different. It's you. That's me. It's you, Shane. I got a really good picture of me and Davari at one of the WrestleManias. And it's when I had the... uh... You know, I had the beard from the Gregory Helms heel turn, and he kind of had that very similar beard, and we're both just looking at each other side by side. (laughs) Next week, however, we're going to be talking Shane's WrestleMania experiences. Everything from getting hit with a frying pan to meeting The Rock backstage. Lots of cool stuff to talk about there. Send in your questions. Whatever it is that you want to know about in regards to uh, Shane's WrestleMania experiences, send those in. Uh, ask us. We'll have Shane answer them. Also, of course, follow him at ShaneHelms.com. Follow me at Sean Rossap. Follow at Fightful Wrestle, at Fightful MMA, at Fightful Online. Guys, also register at Fightful.com to get free early access to shows like this. Until next time, guys, we're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.